Good morning and welcome to The Ripple, your daily podcast for all the circles in your life. Today's episode is for Thursday, November 12th, and let's jump right into your headlines. In Vermont, Tuesday set a new record for new cases for COVID. State officials reported 72 new cases on Tuesday, which is the highest daily case count at any point since the pandemic began in March. In response, the state is reopening surge sites around the state to prepare in case there is a spike in hospitalizations. The field site at the Champlain Valley Fairgrounds will add 100 beds, and the state is adding 50 beds to a field site in Rutland, Vermont as well. With colder temps and people spending more time indoors, the state is imploring people to keep social gatherings small and wear a mask at all times. Nationally, President Trump has yet to concede, and people are wondering why so few Republican officials are saying anything. So let's take a look. It's been days since the White House race was called for Democrat Joe Biden, but Donald Trump has yet to concede. The math, however, is daunting. He trails by tens of thousands of votes in several states, and he would have to overturn that in order to succeed. Trump's position in defiance of political norms and traditions is sending tremors throughout the nation as public officials and American voters react to a situation that is still traveling uncharted terrain. So why aren't Republican officials saying more to move the process along? It seems as though they are biting their tongues and waiting for the storm to pass. The idea is simple because few people want to draw the ire of the sitting president. So despite the president's electoral defeat, Republicans appear content to stand aside. Republican politicians have to think about their futures, both in working with the incoming Democratic administration and winning moderates in their elections to come. Unlike the president, they are in no mood for scorched earth tactics. Their political timeline is measured in years, not days or weeks. So the name of the game is patience. Internationally, Australia Post Office says it will support the use of Aboriginal place names on mailing addresses following a large grassroots campaign. The National Mail Service changed its guidelines this week to include advice on how to include traditional names. While some areas are known by their original names, many Australians often have little knowledge of place names that predate European settlement. Activists welcome the endorsement of their push for greater awareness. Aboriginal woman Rachel McPhail started the campaign on social media in August, noting that Aboriginal people had lived in Australia for at least 60,000 years. Every area in this country had an original place named prior to being given its colonial town or city name, and I believe it's important to acknowledge this, she said. From my perspective, I hope that someday places in Vermont and the United States will do the same. In sports, today is the first round of the Masters. More than seven months after its scheduled time, it's here. The history of the event was evident last night as the traditional amateur dinner was held. A scaled-down affair this year, but the six non-professional golfers were invited to the members' dining room for crab, prime rib, and creme brulee as a way to kick off the event. Golfers will be teeing off early today. Bryson DeChambeau, known as the scientist, Tees off at 7.33 a.m., followed closely by Tiger Woods, the defending champion and five-time winner of the event, as he tees off at 7.55. And now let's look at your weather. 
starting with weather that could impact our sports feature. Hurricane, excuse me, Tropical Storm Etta has made landfall in Florida's Gulf Coast and is moving east-northeast. Bands of rain and gusty winds will impact the southeast United States, which as a result is where Augusta, Georgia is and home of the Masters. In your local weather today, put on an extra layer from what you've been wearing in the past week. Temps today look only to get into the mid-40s. There's no rain in today's forecast, but you'll definitely feel a different wind today as the warm southern wind we've had has now completely shifted and is in northern wind, bringing air down from Canada. Sunset today is at 4.27 p.m., and let's look at your day in history. Ellis Island closes on this day in 1954. On November 12, 1954, Ellis Island, the gateway to America, shuts its doors after processing more than 12 million immigrants since opening in 1892. Today, tens of millions of Americans can trace their roots through Ellis Island, located in New York Harbor off the New Jersey coast. On January 2, 1892, 15-year-old Annie Moore from Ireland became the first person to pass through the newly opened Ellis Island which President Benjamin Harrison designated as America's first federal immigration center in 1890. Immigration to Ellis Island peaked between 1892 and 1924, during which time the 3.3-acre island was enlarged to become a 27.5-acre island, and additional buildings were constructed to handle the massive influx of immigrants. During the busiest year of Operation 1907, over 1 million Americans were processed at Ellis Island. With America's entrance into World War I, immigration declined, and Ellis Island was used as a detention center for suspected enemies. Following the war, Congress passed quota laws and the Immigration Act of 1924, which sharply reduced the number of newcomers allowed into the country, and also enabled immigrants to be processed at U.S. consulates abroad. After 1924, Ellis Island switched from a processing center to serving other purposes, such as a detention and deportation center, a hospital for wounded soldiers during World War II, and a Coast Guard training center. In November 1954, the last detainee, a Norwegian merchant sailor, was released and Ellis Island was officially closed. Beginning in 1984, Ellis Island underwent a $160 million renovation the largest historic restoration project in U.S. history. In September 1990, the Ellis Island Immigration Museum opened to the public and today is visited by almost 2 million people each year. And that's all for our show today. I hope you learned something new. I appreciate you giving it a listen. Talk to you tomorrow, and of course, have a sterling day. If I knew the way, I would take you home. Da, 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 da.